Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Film Sessions podcast. Today, we are very excited to be joined by Matthew McClausland. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Matthew. Uh, how did you uh, find your way to film? Hi, yeah, I have always had a real love for film. Uh, I think at school, um, I was just caught up in film criticism, really. I just loved talking so much about movies. And there was mm-hmm. one movie in particular, I think it was, I think it might have been Jurassic World or something. And I was really harsh on the movie. And some, one of my friends was like, oh, you know, making movies is not that, is, is actually really difficult. You know, like if you think it's so easy, why don't you do it? I was like, okay, <laughs> then I will. I will. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I, I find out very quickly that yes, it is actually very difficult. <laughs> yeah, it is not as easy as it looks. <laughs> no. So I'm a little bit more kind on Jurassic World now in hindsight. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is a challenge for sure. Uh, tell us a little bit about your film uh, that you entered into this film festival. Tell us a little bit about the uh, initial idea, what inspired it, and some of the um, production process. Yeah, so my film is called End Credits. Uh, it was made uh, as a final project for my for my university, um, Ulster University, and it was it had kind of been an idea that had been brewing in my mind for a while, but it was thinking like. Oh, I don't know if I can I can do that you know like at university when I started I had this opinion in my head of like okay I don't want to do like big genre things like like science fiction or horror or anything like that right. because those are very difficult to do at a student level with with a low budget right, um, right. but uh, whenever I came into my final year I was like okay screw it let's let's do it you know if it's yeah. if not now then then when do you know yeah, right exactly. and uh, the idea kind of came from I think over over lockdown, I'd kind of kind of became obsessive over watching the news, and so much of the news focused on around where where I, I'm living at the time. Anyway, was around you know the government's handling of COVID, and particularly around like how big corporations were you know making record breaking profits at the mm-hmm. time, and so a lot of that is kind of like fed into the film and about how it's about um corporations are are okay with you know less than um less than i suppose honest business practices you know as long as it doesn't affect them then it's okay you know right it sounds like a very important uh theme to the film Mm -hmm, Uh, is this your is this your first uh film that you or project that you've made no definitely not it's um one of many i mean this was so this was for my final year in university so at that point i'd already made plenty of films for university and even before then at school i'd made plenty of plenty of films but i really felt like at the time anyway i've made some since then and i've used the skills i learned on end credits but at the time of making it it really felt like a culmination of everything i had learned up until that point you know i really tried to to get as many actors or friends and colleagues people like to work on the film as many as mm-hmm. possible who had worked with before you know so it really felt like you know a homecoming almost of, of other right. people i've worked with people are the hardest resource in film uh, to find definitely absolutely yeah. so i'm glad that you found a, a good team to work with mm-hmm. absolutely uh, so during your time uh, in school, what was one lesson or one random professor one-liner that still sticks with you throughout your filmmaking process? Ooh, that is, that's tough. 
I'm not sure about a one-liner, but I definitely think... So at university, we had this, this lecturer called Victoria, and everybody loved her. She was like all of our favorite lecturers. Mm -hmm. um, but there was one short that I submitted that she was maybe a little bit harsh on, and I was like, <laughs> oh, it was such a bummer because it was like right. I was really happy with the film, and I really wanted her to like it. But yeah. then it, I kind of came away being like, well, I don't like her any less as a person because she was maybe a little bit more harsh in my film than I wanted her to be, right. you know, and I had to kind of step back and look at her criticism a little bit, you know, objectively and mm -hmm. look at my film a little bit more objectively and go, okay, well, yes, there's some merit there. Sometimes it was like, okay, I can, you know, I can, I can acknowledge her criticism, but I can also acknowledge the good things in my film. You know, you have to kind of pick mm -hmm. and choose a little bit about what you're going to, what are you going to take from it? You know, yeah. but I definitely took that away from like, okay, I don't like her any less as a person and I don't, you know, I don't like my film any less than I did before, right. but of course. I definitely see the value in, in what she said about the film. Um, how she felt about, or how you feel about her criticism, I'm sure is how the makers of Jurassic World feel about <laughs> yours. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, they were, they were so gutted whenever they heard oh, my, yeah. my review. Yeah, of course. Um, let's see. How do your um, like more, or how does your current film or more previous film compare to uh, your earlier films that you made, especially in film school? What were some things that you learned with each film that you made? Uh, you know, I think the biggest thing is just having your film make sense. I think so yeah. often whenever you're like a student film or like, you know, like at school I didn't necessarily study film and then I, when I went to university I studied film so at school it was very difficult because I was kind of trying to make it all myself mm -hmm. and so you definitely have to show your script to a lot of people because so often they'll come back and be like okay you know there were some good parts but like what what does the film mean what is it about you yeah. know and generally they're not talking about like you know the deeper themes and meanings they're literally talking about like what happens moment to moment in this film to make it make sense, right. Right. you know? So whenever I came to end credits, that was really important to me that like it had a plot that you could follow and it was very clear. Right. And even during the making of the film, I had an actor ask me, you know, like what's happening in this scene? Like she was only in one scene, but um, right. she's like, okay, but like what actually am I talking about because <laughs> yeah. you know it's a science fiction film so there's there is some jargon there there's made up right. companies and there's whatever so yeah. I had to explain to her you know like this is the company they're basically this real life company and right. this is what's happening in this scene you know but it was like okay well if she doesn't if she's in the film and, and she, she doesn't, doesn't understand it then I need to make it a little bit more clear yeah, than what it is you need your actors to at least know what's going on. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I think that's one of the big things is I need to make it, you know, definitely clear enough what the film is and what it's about. Um, I showed my mom one of my films once and she was like, I don't get it, but it was good. Was <laughs> yeah. Like, like, okay, cool. Thanks. I'll yeah. try. I'll try a little harder next time. <laughs> I've um, heard that so many times. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, do you have any plans to make uh, any more projects or films in the future? And do you have any ideas in particular that you are wanting to implement in them um, mm. to switch up your style or maybe just genre shift a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
one of the biggest things so since making in credits i've graduated university and i've gone into work and i find that like i really want to make things but it's just i'm tired <laughs> from from working so it's difficult to find the time but um when i do find the time i'm working on one at the minute that's such a complete genre shift and like the visuals of end credits are very particular i was like you know like for example um i wanted to have a very anamorphic look to it but we didn't have anamorphic lenses at the university so i uh i found like a diy solution of if i taped fishing wire to the front like in a line in front of the lens it would flare the lens in a a, like in a horizontal like that so that was like a very particular look i wanted to achieve for end credits whereas the film that i'm working on now is like like a noir sort of thriller with like horror elements to it and it's all in black and white and it's like i've decided i'm gonna go 16 by 9 for the aspect ratio and i'm you know i'm doing all these different things to really emphasize the genre you know over the over me being like i want to carry over this one thing from end credits but like so say the fishing wire thing you know that wouldn't make sense for a noir film you know like having a right. massive lens flares just wouldn't wouldn't work <laughs> right. in a noir film i don't no. think that's really exciting i love noir it's one of my favorite genres i don't Me even too. it's just so the story is just so like emphasized the minute it's in black and white it's so yeah exactly i know I so, um my girlfriend loves black and white photos she she really thinks oh, photos yeah. look a whole lot better in black and white and now that I'm watching my film back in black and white, I'm like, this would look really bad in color, but <laughs> it looks so striking and good in black and white. Yeah, it does. Not that uh, it would look bad, but like, you know, the color, when you bring in color, so with end credits, for example, I made sure that every scene was blocked out to be one color in particular. We were looking mm-hmm. to like make everything green in this scene and then everything pink in this scene. Mm. Whereas in black and white, you're just looking at contrast. You're like, okay, I want this to be very, very dark colors. And I want this to be very bright, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it simplifies it in a way. Right. Um, I just saw, I won't talk too much about it because it just came out. Uh, I just saw Asteroid City last night. Me too. I saw it last oh, night too. It was so good. It was it great. Was so I loved it. I loved every minute. I was just smiling while watching. I was like, this is wonderful. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> yeah. uh, have you seen Ed Wood? It's another one of my favorites. Uh, Wood? No, I haven't. It is a noir Tim Burton movie. Oh, okay. That has Johnny Depp playing um, Ed Wood, who is a. Hold on, actually. <gasps> Exciting. I have. What is he going to produce? I'm expecting some some big reveal here. So, Ed Wood was a Hollywood director, famously. Uh, labeled as the worst director of all time. I don't even think it'll oh. show. Let me just turn my background hiding thing off. There we go. This is one of his movies. It's called Whoa. Plan 9 from Outer Space. Oh, I've heard that. I haven't seen it, but I've heard of Plan 9 from Outer Space. Oh, that's an Ed Wood movie. Mm. And it's so good. It's just about making movies. And uh, Ed Wood was very, like one take like um there's a scene where they're in a graveyard and like the floor mm-hmm. moves because it's a carpet and someone's <laughs> like do you the graveyard's falling apart do you want to do it again he's like no 
we're good. But honestly, though, that's such a good lesson. That's another lesson I've definitely learned is, yeah. you know, finished is better than perfect. You know, you can, I agree. You can I wait agree. around for something to be perfect forever. But the, the right. finish, if you finish what you have, that's and it's out there. Maybe, like, it's gone. You know, yeah. people can I, see it. I never know when to stop because I just yeah. I always want to add more things. So no, hold on. Sorry, knocked on my door. Um, but yeah. Uh, what is the hardest question for you to answer as a filmmaker? Mine is what my favorite genre is for reasons that we've talked about. I just yeah. love movies so much. I love all ty types of genres. Yeah. I think the hardest question is probably <laughs> what's your favorite movie? Which yeah. I get asked all the time. Anytime I meet somebody new and I tell them I'm you know, I'm trying to be a filmmaker Same. or Same. trying to get into film. Then they ask me, what's my favorite movie? And that's such a difficult question to answer it because is. it could change based on the person I'm talking to. You know, if the person I'm talking to doesn't really know movies all that much, I could talk about, you know, I could talk about how much I love Iron Man. And I talk about how I, I, I didn't even think about catering to like other people, because like whenever I answer it, yeah, I do. Now, I, now that I think about it, I subconsciously I'm like, well, what movies do you watch? <laughs> yeah. Because oh. if I if I meet somebody who doesn't watch movies and I start going into a whole spiel about how much I love District Nine, they're gonna be like, yeah. what, are you, "What are you talking about? What is, what is this? this movie?" <laughs> yeah. You know. I yeah, I understand. It is so hard. But... but then if I'm talking with my film friends who are not snobbish, but they've definitely watched a lot of movies, so I feel like I have to, I have to present a, I have to give yeah, them yeah. a good answer. Like man. I need no. to find the most deep-rooted movie I can. Yeah. One they don't even know about. Exactly. That's yeah. Fun. But I think most often I will say, say like Iron Man. Because I watched that whenever it came out, whenever I was eight. It's one of the very first films I remember Same. seeing in the yeah. cinema. And it's like, if I hadn't have watched that movie, I don't, I think I might be in a different position right now. Like this might be a multiverse situation where... <laughs> I am yeah. someone else entirely right. without right. having watched that movie. That is so funny. That's a great movie. I I remember when it came out. My friends and I would just we came back home and just pretended to be Iron Man for like three yeah. hours. <laughs> it's funny going back to it now because it like it definitely holds up and the CG, the writing all holds up. But then there's that like MySpace <laughs> reference at the beginning which yeah. feels so and then he has like the the the, the phone where the flip the screen like flips out but he's still oh, using yeah. the keyboard uh, yeah oh my god that's so funny i love movies though i love uh seeing things that date them too i think it's yeah. interesting mm -hmm. all right well i think that concludes our interview thank you very much for talking to me about movies and your movies thank um, you thanks for having me it's yeah, been it was a pleasure. absolute pleasure of course. Um, what are your social media handles and where can people go to find or see your film? Uh, on most places, my social media is at Beagle Bomber, which is everyone asks That's me. That's amazing. Like, what I don't is... even, no context. <laughs> no context need needed. It's amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, but on YouTube, I'm Matthew McCausland. Um, you can find all of my shorts there, including end credits. Um, mm -hmm. I'd love it if you watched it. I um, will. I will do it right after I hang up. I also want to. So, I just want to plug because um, I have I have this one video that's my most successful video on YouTube and I find it hilarious that this is my most successful. This will be yeah. my legacy after I die. <laughs> um, I'm uh, for, for an editing 
class in university, I had to edit a trailer of a movie into another genre. So I chose the animated classic film Over the Hedge, and oh I changed it into Dude. like an action thriller movie, and it I has got like it. nearly seven thousand views, where everything else has like a couple of hundred. I need to go see it. It's That's amazing. One of one of my favorite videos ever is the Scary Poppins video. It's a trailer <laughs> of Mary Poppins as a horror movie, and it's oh, so funny. That sounds so good. I, I can yeah, picture I, it. I can picture it exactly what it looks yeah. like. <laughs> um, Jordan Peele actually says he's like the only difference between horror and comedy is the music. <laughs> yeah, because the timing's the same. It the is. Timing works so similar. It is. It's so fun. All right. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. It was great yes, talking to you. You too. Um, go, go, f- make more movies. I will definitely. I actually need to get stuck into editing after this. <laughs>